<laughs> Welcome back to this week's Coffee in the Bible. Yeah, Coffee in the Bible. In the Bible. I yeah. always want to do Coffee in, in the Bible and get them mixed that's up. That's what we do. Yeah. You, want, you want to do Coffee in the Bible, that's what we do. Yeah. You meant to be Bible in the coffee. Right. <laughs> we, I, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so confused. I hope your week's been an amazing week. Hey, this is hump day. You made it through the middle of the week. So hang in there. Yes. The weekend's coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Hang in there. And normally, as you know, we take Sunday's message. We talk about it. Kind of push us through the remaining of the week. But I don't know if we're going to talk about the message today. Yeah. Well, when I asked about doing the podcast and uh, if you had any thoughts, you, you said, well... Kind of. Kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be about Sunday's message, but you did say that it did cause a stirring in you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I think a lot of people were stirred up over that message because it was one of, of being watchful and waiting, being alert. Right. So for those who don't attend church here, or maybe you do and you miss Sunday and weren't able to watch it live because we had technical issues. We had a guest speaker, Kerry Malden of Malden Ministries. Uh, he is a missionary to India. He helps uh, take care of widows, uh, orphans. Uh, he builds churches through his ministry and drills water yeah. wells. What I love about this man and his ministry, he holds people to the word. He holds people to the gospel, and he's not free money. You have to work yeah. for what he gives he believes in investing in the kingdom, and he does it in a very frugal, financial way, and he, he stewards God's money well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you get the sense, if you've been around Kerry at all, just, and you said it Sunday, just how thankful he is. I mean, I think his heart just bleeds over thankfulness. You know? I have never uh, heard a person in my life say, well, I'm thankful. Thank you. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. He's yeah. always saying, I'm so thankful, and really... That got me to thinking in the last couple of days to be as thankful as he is. Now, if you know Kerry, he struggles with muscular dystrophy. I'm sure he wouldn't mind us sharing this. And so he's had challenges in life. Absolutely. Those challenges yeah. have not stopped him, nor have they slowed him down. He's still thankful that even though with challenges, he's doing what God's called him to do. And his heart is to see the gospel expanded in India. Yeah, he is sold out and... Uh... You just, you love the guy. Love the guy, absolutely. And so what happened for me during Sunday, the message was phenomenal. And if you uh, didn't get a chance to see it, you can go to our website, penuel.church forward slash sermons, or go to YouTube, our page there, youtube.com forward slash penuelchurch, and you can watch that message. And that message really, it just, he talked about how the church has been asleep, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's time for the church to wake up. Uh, it's time for us to walk in the power and the authority that God's given us and just to be watchful because yeah. we believe that time could be short. Yeah. yeah. And so that message uh, got me to thinking about my family. Um, I've been praying for my lost loved ones, and it's been heavy up on my heart. This morning I was talking to Daniel in my office, and I was talking about some of my lost family, and it just, it just breaks me. It, it does. So when he came in this morning, I, I could just tell um, it's heavy-hearted, and so I just peeked around the corner and, hey, what's up, man, you know, uh, and he started sharing what was on his heart, you know, and, and uh, I expressed, uh, the more I communicated, 
uh, about my family and, you know, we've got kids who need Jesus. Yeah. And uh, it's a heavy, heavy hearted thing, isn't it? Yeah. And um, here we go. <laughs> it's been I, one of those days. I spent my morning uh, <laughs> just broken. I can't imagine spending an eternity with someone you don't love. Yeah. You, know, you want everyone that you love. If you're a Jesus follower, everyone you love, you want to spend eternity with them in the presence of the King. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy to think about what if they don't make it, you know. And so that's where I've been the last couple of days, and it's been heavy-hearted. But it reminds me why I love the church so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the mission of the church is to make disciples, to, to share the good news, to teach others how to proclaim the good news so that they too would share the gospel and see salvations in their yeah. families, in their loved ones, and their friends, you know. And um, it just begin to make me think, what has the American church come to where we're confined within a building? You know, uh, there's so much more than being confined into a building, coming to church, getting what we need. Well, mm. the gospel is never about us anyway. Mm-hmm. And I hate, and it's made me sad that the American church has been one in recent years about what I want and not about what my neighbor needs. Yeah. You know, and so I've been camping out there and and so it's stirring me. Again, I'm not shaming anyone. This is, I'm just kind of sharing with you where I'm at in my life and what I'm walking through. You know, I just, I, as I tell Daniel and I, I tell my staff and I tell people this all the time, I, I am truthfully living for the well done, good and faithful servant. Not when I get to heaven and my day comes and he judges my works and said, well, Daniel, you had $1,000. And I wanted you to give that last $1,000 so we could build a new church in India. But you didn't give it because you thought it would pinch or hurt too much. You sat on it. Yeah, I sat on it. I don't want to be that person. I want to live my life to a a place where God impresses me to do something. I want immediate obedience and not Mm -hmm. to sit on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we need to be as a church, immediate obedience. Because if time is coming to a close, that means the days are numbered in which we can present the gospel, share the good news and see those who are lost, those who are spiritually dead, spiritually dead, become spiritually alive in Christ. Yeah. yeah. I think you said something. It's not just that way for the church, that when you feel something in your spirit, and let's say it's money, because so often it is money. I feel like I need to give this $200, um, $500, whatever number you want to put on it, to so-and-so. The importance of that immediate, that immediate decision to do it and, and to carry it out. Because the longer we wait, well, the, the enemy's going to say, no, you need that money for the... I mean, we could think of this church, of the hundreds of different areas that could go to. The air in this building is about to <laughs> conk out any it's day. It's warm in here today, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe we should just hold on to that money just in case. You know, it's so easy. The longer you prolong that obedience to disobey. Right. And One thing I've learned, and I, I told Daniel this today too, if we have something and if we're tight-fisted, the Lord can't replace it. The Lord's not going to replace until we let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once we let go, then He replaces it and often He replaces it with more. Yeah. Because we are that conduit. We are only stewards of all things in this world. We're just stewards. Yeah. You know, actually I preached a message on that a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now, about the tithe. And again, I'm not here to preach to you about a tithe. I'm just here to talk to you about obedience. 
And it comes in finances. It comes in, in praying for people. It comes in, in witnessing. There's different areas of obedience. Yeah. But it's all the same principle. You've got to let go of it. The Lord to replace it, to embolden you, and to empower you even more. So, yeah, you, you, you had um, had a decision to make mm-hmm. uh, today about, you know, the, the, the offering was a, a great offering for Brother Kerry and what, what, to, what to do. And I think the Lord just dropped a kind of a seed in your lap, you know, and did, yeah. got you thinking about, man, this life is temporary. Money is fleeting. I want to be gospel-driven, gospel-centered, and give this money away, right. you know. And uh, so I, I don't want to give away details that I'm not supposed to. Well, but. I think that's the whole purpose of what we wanted to share today is that we have to realize that this world is temporary. And where do you find yourself at? Do you find yourself planning for the future, which is not bad. I think it's good to have a plan. But in that plan, make room for God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If God says, do this, then just trust if he says release this, release it and just trust that he's going to replace because he has purpose. Remember, it's God working through you. All that God does on this earth, he does through you, a Jesus follower. That's how he's chosen to work. I don't know why. I don't understand it. But that's the way he's chosen to work. So we have to be obedient so that he can be released upon this earth. Yeah. I think it's that order of priority. Money comes in. Our first thought is, God, what do I do with this? Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important in the tithe is, and we didn't plan on talking about tithe, but uh, he wants the first fruits. He does. Yeah. And um, uh, there's a parable in Luke. Jesus talks about the rich man who has an abundant crop, right? And he fills his barns and he's got so much crop he needs. He says, what am I going to do? I'm going to tear down what I have and build bigger barns. And God says, you fool. Tonight your soul will be demanded of you. And, and the, I think the part of the point of that parable is this guy gave no thought to God. And the increase that came in, there's no thought about, right. God, what do you want me to do with this money? Right. It was all self-indulgence. Self, uh, Absolutely. And, but it's also like the parable of the talents you find in Matthew chapter 25. You know, The master gives these three servants yeah. you know, talents. And what does a servant do with it? You know, mm-hmm. the one who hid it, he was cursed. Yeah. But the one who took it and tried their best to invest it and to be obedient, God blessed them. Yeah. And he actually said, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And that's what we should live for, the well done, good and faithful servant. So I just want to challenge you that, you know, beginning today, in all that you do, let the thought be in the back of your mind, Lord, is this what you would have me do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And if we begin to live our life with that in our mind, it's going to change us. We're going to become radicals for Jesus because now Jesus, everything we do is filtered through Jesus. Yeah. And that's the way we're supposed to live, filtered through Jesus. That's, I think that's a great definition of a Christian. Is mm, someone, who's, you, someone who strives to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. And I don't think if you don't have that desire, I'd seriously wonder about your salvation. It sounds like a harsh statement, but I think I would agree with you because mm-hmm. when you are in love with the king, you want to please the king. Yeah. And that's salvation, a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope you were challenged. I know we might have been a little bit all over the place today <laughs> uh, from tithe to relationship with Jesus. But in reality, 
It's all one and the same. It's mm-hmm. all about obedience to the one who bought you with his shed blood. Yeah. And therefore, we should want to serve him and honor him and love him with all that we have because he done something for us that we couldn't do for ourselves. He forgave us of our sins. Yeah. And because of that, we can be in the presence of the Father. That's mercy and That's grace. That's mercy and grace, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I hope you were challenged today. Um, live your best life for Jesus and do everything in your life filtered through Jesus. God bless. You won't regret it. You won't Amen. regret it. God bless. Uh, we'll see you in three weeks. I'll be out of That's town. That's right. Daniel will be busy. And so we'll see you in three weeks. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.